Good morning. My name is Kevin Swanson. Good to see you all this morning. This morning I'd like to take an exhortation from Psalm 112. Psalm 112. If you could look that up in your scriptures this morning. Psalm 112. I want to read the first two verses, then verses 7 and 8 this morning, focusing on verses 7 and 8. Psalm 112. I trust this will be an encouragement to your souls this morning. It was for me. Psalm 112, verses 1 and 2, and then 7 and 8. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. Amen. I have some bad news for you this morning. How did you react to that just now? You ever heard that before? Sometimes there's a reticence to hear the bad news, isn't there? There's a reticence to hear the news. We want to sort of hide our faces in the sand and not really come to grips with the, the bad news. And it's hard to face the bad news. And for that reason, it's hard to face the good news. And that's why the gospel message oftentimes is not received. Because, you know, we're not receiving the bad news, and then we're not receiving the good news either. So, the gospel message is what? Remember what it was? It's the good news about the bad news, and that is that we are sinners, but Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins, and he has overcome sin and death at the cross, and by his resurrection, praise be to God, amen and amen. That's the gospel. But the fact is, we're all going to get the bad news. There's no getting around that, is there? Your loved ones are going to die. You will get the bad news that your mother died, your father died, your husband died, your wife died. The doctor tells you, I have some bad news for you, and your heart just sinks. How do you react when you hear the bad news, or the sheriff comes to your door and says, I have some bad news? How do you react to that? And that's what this scripture is all about. Fox News tells you the Republicans lost both the House and the Senate in the 2022 elections. You know, your heart just sinks, doesn't it? But the bad news is the biggest test for us. It's a good test. It's a great test. That's the test of our faith, isn't it? When the phone call comes, when you get that email, how do you react? That, that really tests the fiber of your faith. And I don't want to minimize the challenge of the bad news. I'll tell you, I, when I hear the bad news, how do I react? I, I don't want to minimize that at all. It is such a significant test, especially when it comes unexpectedly. You didn't expect the sheriff to come that night. You didn't expect the phone call. You didn't expect the doctor to give you that prognosis, did you? Uh, especially when it's your worst nightmare. You, you, you had configured something very, very bad, and then it really came about. But your state of mind before the bad news comes, 
determines your reaction to it. Does that make sense? State of your mind for the two hours beforehand, or the state of your mind for the two months beforehand, or the state of your mind for the two years beforehand, will determine your reaction when you get the unexpected news, the worst possible news, the state of your mind beforehand will determine what happens when you receive it. So now, verses, verse 7, let's look at verse 7. Follows into verse 8 of Psalm 112. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord and delights greatly in his commandments. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Okay, so what we want to look at this morning is just one word, basically. It's the word steadfast. His heart is steadfast. He, he has been steadfast for the last two hours. You know, or two months, or two years, his heart is steadfast, which means firmly rooted, nailed down with 416 penny nails, unwavering, he's not going anywhere. He is steadfast in three areas. Okay, so here it is. Just very quickly, three areas, we are steadfast, and so when the bad news comes, we do not respond with fear, but we respond with faith, and that is first, this man is steadfast, fearing the Lord. That's verse 1. The strength of our faith, the strength of our love, and the strength of our joy all hinges on the strength of our fear or deep reverence for God. So if you have weak faith or weak love or your joy just isn't where it should be, it's because you don't have strong reverence for God. That's the foundation. That's the concrete upon which your relationship with God is formed, including your faith and love and joy. So that's the first thing, is where is your reverence for God? Is your view of God the typical, flimsy, highly familiar, Jesus is my boyfriend kind of perspective? towards God. And that's one reason why we have to be very cautious with the kind of music and liturgy that we listen to or the kind of way in which we pray. Do you pray, bottom line, with this sense of trembling? Before, is God so big and, and so sovereign and so powerful and so majestic and even you know, sending his son to die on the cross for our sins and beating death at the cross. You just stand there before that empty grave trembling, you know, as, by the way, there was an earthquake at the cross and there was an earthquake at the resurrection. It's interesting, there was an earthquake both times. And that's so why, so that you and I would be shaking. Amen? I mean, trembling. You say not so much with this dread fear, but this reverence that God just did something big. You know, so let's begin. Can we do that? Begin with a steadfast reverence for God. A man who fears God delights greatly in his commandments. His seed is great in the earth, but he also is never afraid of bad news. Okay, secondly, his heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. That's verse 7. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He's not just not afraid of any kind of 
force, not afraid of the future, not afraid of what will happen on Monday or Wednesday or this Thursday. We're just not afraid. Why? Because our heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. He has pinned all his hopes upon God. He waits only upon God. He's grabbed onto God and said, I will not let you go unless you bless me, God. I rely upon Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone to save me. And I am so sure that you will raise me from the dead. It matters not what happens to me. I know that worst case scenario, I am risen and I will be with Jesus for eternity. Praise God. I believe this stuff. Amen. Okay, and then thirdly, we are singing Psalm 57 this month, and I'm so happy we are. It's a wonderful psalm. It is a faith-filled psalm. It's full of praise. So I'm looking forward to singing it again this morning. Psalm 57, let me hit those words one more time. We said steadfast fearing God, steadfast trusting God, and then it's steadfast worshiping God. That's my third point. And that's what you get there in Psalm 57. Look at that. Uh, you can turn there if you want. Uh, my heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. But he, he says also, my soul is among lions. I lie among the sons of men who set on fire. Teeth are spears and arrows. You know, their tongue, a sharp sword. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. What he's saying is, okay, we've got the lions, they're bearing their teeth. I am in the very face of the worst enemies possible. You know, the dragon himself breathing his fire into my face. But never mind. My heart is steadfast. I will worship you. Only you are worthy of this. The lions don't matter. The demons don't matter. The powers of darkness leering in upon us, they don't matter. The powers of all the governments in the world all the communist powers, if every communist power in the world came with their tanks around this building today, forget it, they're not even worth considering. We are here to worship God. We are here to worship God. We're, we're here to praise God. And all these enemies are dust in the balance. Nothing to be considered in comparison to the power and the sovereignty and the glory and the majesty of God. So set it all aside. Doesn't matter if you're in the battlefield. One of my favorite... Favorite stories of all in history is John G. Payton, you know, when the tribes on Tana were battling with each other. Remember what he did on Sunday? He said, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. He runs out into the battlefield. Everybody stop. Today is the Sabbath and we're going to worship God today. It's my favorite story. And so he held a worship service on one side, ran over to the other side, held a worship service on the other side. It's time for the world to stop. We are here to worship God. I think of the Middle Eastern Christian church blown up by terrorists. Somebody told me about this just this week. So this Middle Eastern, I can't remember which nation it was, the church is blown up by terrorists. The next Sunday, 500 people stood in the ashes to worship God. It was packed, the building was packed out. Is that us this morning? Is that you this morning? You say, oh, but I have issues in my life. The demons have attacked. I have concerns about this or that. It's time to stop the demons from talking. We are here to worship God today. Amen. Is that your commitment this morning? My heart is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. 
This begins with a heart that does not doubt God. We refuse to doubt God's word. We've committed never, never to doubt the word of God. There are some things in life you just must not doubt. You're coming to a stop on a busy highway. Will you trust your brakes? You say, well, I'm not going to trust my brakes this time. not even going to try it. Boom! You're dead. You doubt, you're dead. You doubt your brakes, you're dead. Right? Anybody doubt your brakes on the way to church this morning? I didn't doubt my brakes. My brakes were there. Stop the car. You doubt God, you're dead. Amen? There are some things you just cannot doubt. You should not doubt. You must not doubt God. To doubt is to die. James 1, he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. See, this is not the steadfast man. Let not the man assume that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So, brothers and sisters, you cannot afford to doubt. You cannot afford to be anything but steadfast. Steadfast in faith. Steadfast trusting God. Steadfast fearing God. Steadfast in prayer. Steadfast always abounding in the work of the Lord. Now, we have our moments of wavering. I get that. Your spiritual needs turn to jelly. You fall to fear. You're tempted to doubt God. Tag, I did it. I know what it's like. You get the phone call, you get the email, you get the bad news, the worst news of your life. How do you respond? Are you devastated? Are you resentful? Are you angry? Are you doubting God's sovereignty now? God's goodness, his wisdom, his promises? What is it to doubt? Let me just ask you this. What is it to doubt? It's to say, God... I'm just not sure I can trust you. Does that make any sense to you? God, you're just not trustworthy. I'm not sure that I want to reverence you today. It just, you know, you're kind of sovereign, I think. You're kind of powerful. You made the galaxies and stuff. But really, reverence? God, I'm just not sure that, that, that your promises are true. I'm just not sure that your word is true. I'm just not sure you're trustworthy, God. Brothers and sisters, to doubt God is the ultimate travesty. It is the doorway to insanity. It is spiritual suicide. You just can't go there. Right, amen? You can't go there. He is God. He is either trustworthy Ultimately respectable, dependable, or he is not God, which is it? So, brothers and sisters, let's be steadfast in reverence, steadfast trusting the Lord, steadfast in worship, and he is worthy of our worship this morning. If you get the bad news, get the worst news possible today, tomorrow, nothing can possibly drown out the best news of all, and that is that Christ is risen. And we will rise with him. Nothing can possibly be so bad that it will 
drown out the beauty of the gospel itself. Amen and amen. Let's pray. Uh, Father God, we are just here. We are weak. We are sinful. We doubt. We do. Father, moments of fear, moments we're anxious, moments we don't trust you like we should. We are driven with the winds and tossed for a moment. We cry out, O Master, O Master, we perish. There are moments when we do that, O God, forgive us for it. Forgive us for it. Cleanse us from these sins. And God, we would believe you. We trust you. You are trustworthy. Your promises are trustworthy. Infinitely so. And this morning we receive them by your spirit. We delight and we rejoice in the gospel message that Jesus came, Jesus won, Jesus is risen. Hallelujah. And now we take a moment to confess our own sins to God.